Welcome to Yesterday Ended. I'm your host, Dennis Dobbin. May God bless you this day with peace and joy and understanding of his love. Thanks for joining me. There is an amazing moment in life when you recognize that you are in a relationship. That moment you tell a friend or announce on Facebook with a click, in a relationship, is so joyful because you know you are loved. To know that you are loved is uplifting to say the least. Your whole life changes because you are no longer alone. As the old saying goes, you have found love and love has found you. The challenge with people is they can fall in love and they can fall out of love. People are fickle. So where can you find lasting love? Where can you find someone who will always love you no matter what and never leave you? In today's episode, I would like to introduce you to the love of your life. Give a listen. Friendship. I feel that I am a very wealthy person because of the friendships I have with several people. I have a number of friendships that span decades. I know someone who, after 50 years, is still in contact with a friend from grade school. I must be honest, I envy that. As I read the Bible, it is clear to me that God did not form, make, and create us to live solitary lives. For us to not be connected closely is not his design. In the New Testament, God uses one word to describe himself more than anything else, and that is Father. God has invited all the world into a family relationship. It is a family born of the Spirit. By the awesome sacrifice of our Lord Jesus and by the presence of the Holy Spirit, we have been brought into a close relationship with the Father. As we take time to be in his presence, we can rejoice and say, I am yours, you are mine. Before the world he thought of me, and chose me so I could be free, and gave me his spirit so I could see, and rejoice that I am yours. I will abide in your embrace, no moment will I waste, to always seek your face, and rejoice that you are mine. Bought by the price of Christ's blood, blessings pour on me like a flood. The truth pulled me from the mud, and I rejoice that I am yours. Your great love has made me strong. To be with you I truly long. Your presence brings to me a song, and I rejoice that you are mine. Your work is finished, it is done. Through your victory all battles you won. By your grace we have been made one and I rejoice that I am yours. As I feel the sun upon my brow, you are with me in this now. Before your throne I humbly bow, and rejoice that you are mine. It may be somewhat of a bold statement for me to say that God is mine, but we say it all the time. Oh my God! OMG! We take ownership, but do we really take ownership of the relationship? I have found out the hard way that friendship takes a lot of hard work. You have to put in the time and effort. You have to go out of your way. At times, you have to let others have their way. But in so doing, you feed the friendship. Friendship is like a plant that needs tender loving care. 
Without the proper care, it dies. Then to realize that we belong to him. The Father reconciled us. We are bought with a price, the blood of Jesus. We are no longer our own. According to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 14, we are the purchased possession. It has been said that the value of an object is determined by how much someone is willing to pay for it. There have been auctions of artwork that have brought in huge amounts of money because one person valued that object so greatly. God valued you so greatly that he gave his only begotten son. Jesus valued and loved you so much that he gave himself for you. I did an episode last year entitled Friends of Jesus. To be a friend of Jesus, we must obey his words. In this episode, I want to explore our relationship with the Father. There are many different words that can be used to define our relationship with him, but to recognize that beyond sonship, we can be friends. Friends hang out together. So how often do you hang out with the Father? And when you do spend time with the Father, are you always talking? Are you there to make requests? Or are you there to be still and know that He is God? Last week I had a couple friends over for dinner. Each one of us contributed something to that meal. We were all invested to make that night wonderful, and it was wonderful. We spent hours talking and rejoicing with each other. How invested are you in your relationship with the Father? How much time do you spend with him in quietness and repose? I'm learning to listen. I can unfortunately be long-winded at times. As a writer and a teacher, I love detail. I am learning now to shut up. Learning to be still and listen is a virtue. In a good human friendship, there are those moments when nothing needs to be said. It is simply enjoying the presence of the other person. In another aspect of friendship, there should be a flow between the two people. In a great friendship, there can sometimes be brutal honesty and sharp openness to speak to each other. As Proverb teaches us, iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. Consider the first phrase of Exodus 33.11 And the Lord spake unto Moses face to face, as a man speaks unto his friend. As you read the records concerning Moses and the Lord, you see a wonderful give and take. We will see that there are times that Moses spoke very boldly to the Lord, and there were other times he was quiet and listened. Imagine spending 40 days and nights on a mountaintop with just you and the Father. That's mind-blowing to consider. No wonder Moses came down with his face glowing. That was a result of Moses' relationship, his friendship with the Lord. In chapter 32 of Exodus, Moses and the Lord are hanging out together on the mountain. Preparations for the tabernacle had just begun in chapter 31. God has just written the Ten Commandments on the tablets of stone with his finger, But while Moses was gone and delayed his return, the children of Israel gave up on him and decided to make a new god, a golden calf, and bow down to it. They declared that the calf 
had brought them out of Egypt. They made a real mess of things. So while Moses is up there, the Lord says, I'm tired of these stiff-necked people. I'm going to wipe them out, and I'm going to make a new nation out of you, Moses. Now consider this. Moses had built quite a relationship with the Lord at this time. In Numbers chapter 12, verse 3, it says of Moses that he was very meek above all the men which were upon the face of the earth. That's how God felt about Moses. So, as we just saw in chapter 33, it says that the Lord spoke to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend. It says the Lord spoke to Moses, but in this particular moment, Moses was bold enough to speak to the Lord and tell him to repent of his intended evil toward Israel. Yeah, that's what it says. Moses told the Lord, repent of this evil. My paraphrase of the situation goes something like this. Hey God, if you wipe out Israel, then the Egyptians are going to say that you brought us all out here to do us harm. And let me remind you that you swore to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob that you would multiply their seed and they would inherit the land. Uh, So if you wipe them out, you'd be breaking your covenant with Abraham. Moses was not afraid to speak boldly to the Lord. There are many different descriptions of how people spoke to the Lord in the Old Testament. Jonah complained unto him. Others cried unto him, some reasoned with him, and others pleaded with him. Abraham endeavored to save Sodom and Gomorrah and really pushed the limit. He starts with, you wouldn't destroy it if there were 50 righteous in there. And then Abraham realizes, maybe there's not 50 people. And he starts dropping the number repeatedly until he gets down to 10. The Lord agrees that if there are 10 righteous in the city, he would not destroy it. Unfortunately, it does not go well for Sodom and Gomorrah. But the Lord and Abraham got along very well. Once in Second Chronicles and once in the book of James, Abraham is described as the friend of God. Neither Moses nor Abraham were born again of God's Spirit. God was not their father, but they were very bold in their friendship with him. How many father, son, or daughter relationships do you know where there is no friendship. One may be the blood child of a father, but have no friendship. These two men were friends of God. Consider how boldly they spoke and acted with him. From these records, we see that God our Father listens quite well and quite lovingly. He is sovereign and can be authoritative, but he also listens to us. In Isaiah forty-three twenty-six, the Lord says, Put me in remembrance. Let us plead together. Declare thou that thou mayest be justified. The Lord is looking for a conversation with us. I have had times where he joked with me and teased me and other times where he astounded me with his grace and mercy and love. Every good father is seeking a relationship with his children. A friend of mine has two 20-something children and one teenager. He is delighted that they still like to spend time with him. Our Heavenly Father wants to spend time with us. So grab a cup of your favorite beverage and sit down and rejoice and chat with your Papa.
You were seated at the right hand of God. That is what Jesus Christ accomplished for you. It's time to take our rightful place next to the Father and hang out. We need to turn to Him and draw near to Him and embrace Him. The blood of Jesus washes away all your sin. Do not let the past tell you that you are too dirty to enter into His presence. If you have been a prodigal child, it's time to return to your father. Your father who is looking in the distance to see you coming down the road. The father who wants to reinstate you completely into the family. You're never too far away from him because he is always with you. We simply need to turn towards him and embrace him. You are his and he is yours. Thanks for listening today. I pray this has blessed you and brought you closer in your relationship with our Father. I look forward to your comments on my Facebook page, Yesterday Ended. Also, I would like to make you aware I have two books for purchase available on Amazon. The first book is Every Thought of the Heart. It is a book about renewed mind and how to control your thoughts. And the second book is As He Is, a book about our identification with Christ. God bless you and have a great day.